I remember the first day I checked into my freshman dorm room in college that my roommate was black. I hadn't signed up for any particular roommate. I hadn't had a friend to go to college with me, though I knew a few other people who were going there. But I just decided whoever they put me with, that'll be fine. I'd grown up basically around white people. Pretty by basically, I mean, in the town that I was in when I graduated from high school, there were not very many families that had students in the high school that I went to. Um, it was just the way that it was, that's what I thought. But when I got to college on the first day, I met Jim, my new roommate. Yes, he was black. He had gotten there earlier. He'd been there a, week, a few weeks because he was on a football team at Finley College. And so he was around and he knew some people. But I checked in, there he was. Just another guy to me, but he was black. And I wasn't used to that, but wasn't bothered by that. It was just the way that it was. Jim and I didn't really hang out much because he was on a football team. He hung out with football players, most of whom were white, by the way. And he hung out with black people. I could just say it that way. And I hung out with basically white people. It was just the way that it was in 1968. I'm not saying it was right. I'm not saying it was wrong. I'm just saying that was part of my life then. But I room with the black roommate, and we mostly we got, well, not mostly, we, we got along really well. Mostly we didn't hang out together. But during the winter of that year, or some point in the, in the school year 1968-69, there was some, if you know anything about the years of 68 and 69, there was some tension in the United States. There was some racial tension. One night as I was in the bottom bunk, in the room, uh, if you call it a room, you could call it a room, uh, but it was very small. It was kind of like a big closet. But uh, we had our own little closets and our little desk, and there was a set of bunk beds. And we got inside the door, the bunk beds, the little desk, the closets on the left in our room. I had, the bunk, I had a bottom bunk, he had a top bunk. It, it was just the way that it was. So as we're walking along, not walking along, as we're sleeping along, I'm walking along, but as we're sleeping, that night, um, all of a sudden, I was awakened. We were awakened by this loud sound and the crashing, the breaking of glass. And he swings down out of the top bunk and I get out of the bottom bunk. And we look and there's air coming in through the window. We feel the air coming in. It's a cold night. I'm not quite sure when it was during the school year, but it was a cold night. And the air is blowing in. And there's a brick that's been thrown through the window. And right away, of course, other people in the dorm are awakened because they heard it as well. And the people on, on our floor came to us. And, and uh, People are getting stuff to clean up the glass off the floor. I don't remember doing that. I don't think Jim did that, but people, somebody cleaned up the glass off of the floor. We didn't get cut miraculously walking around in there. And we cleared off glass from, our, from what we could. And then people were, started inviting each of us. I mean, because they weren't very big rooms, but they said, hey, you want to sleep in my room? You can, and that kind of stuff. There was, if they had an empty bed in their room, or what, I don't know what it was, but, um, but Jim and I both decided 
No one was chasing in. No one was chasing us out of our room. And we, we knew why. We knew why we had gotten a brick through our window as opposed to the other people around. We just knew. And so we got back to sleep. People brought us blankets when, they, when we said we wouldn't, we weren't leaving. People brought us extra blankets to put in our beds, to put on top of us while we slept. And I kind of think I slept. I don't know whether Jim slept or not, but we slept. And the next day, we discovered that uh, there were three rooms on campus where there were there was a white a white guy and a black guy in the rooms only three otherwise you know it's white people staying together and black people staying together but there were three rooms and two out of the three of us had gotten something thrown through the window that night we knew it wasn't a mistake we, we knew it wasn't a mistake before they didn't just randomly throw that at us but it was something to experience that and uh, the college of course got somebody to fix it the next day at the window to fix and we went on we talk about a bonding experience. I mean, we were just you know, people put together like sometimes happens in college. Sometimes in college you get roommates and you know you become best friends for life. Sometimes you just you're okay. You just you know go your separate ways, but you're okay together. And that's what Jim and I did. So that day, that night, there was some common experience. I guess he saw something in me, I saw something in him that we hadn't seen before. We were gonna face this together. So we went on through the school year and we got to know each other enough that there was an area of campus in what was a, called the student union there where there was a room that kind of became the black student union area, not just kind of, it, it really did. And uh, not that anybody couldn't go there, but it was especially for black students to be able to go uh, play pool, just hang out together. Well, I could hang out there. So I was there one night, one day, probably after supper or something, I was there and um, there were some, some things happening in the country then. There were some terrible racial things happening, different things going on. Of course, it was Vietnam. There was racial tension and on campus. There was a, just the trying to decide who gets, what organization gets which rooms and which in the budget and all these kind of things. And um, something really bad happened in the country or on campus. I'm not sure what, but I know that all of a sudden I'm in this room. I'm safe in this room because I'm with Jim. They all knew the story that I was Jim's roommate and that I was with Jim. Whether Jim was there or not that night, I don't even know. But it meant I could be in there, I could play pool, I could, you know, have friends there. Um, I mean, it was going on. And all of a sudden, anger. You could just feel it in the room. Anger. There was anger at something that was happening in the world or something that was happening in campus. And all of a sudden, I heard somebody say, lock the doors and they locked the doors from the inside 
close the doors, lock the doors, and I noticed that I was the only white person in the room. Now, for those of you that are black, that happens to you very often, and other white persons probably the same way. But I'm in the room, the only white person in the room, with a room of black people who are mad. And I knew they weren't mad at me, whether that I'd done anything, but I was locked in a room. But I also knew, I knew that I was safe. They weren't going to let anything happen to me. I mean, have, if there had been anybody in the room who wondered why a white guy was in there, there were plenty of people who knew who I was. And I was protected. I was protected because Jim and I were one. Because we had stayed together as roommates. I hadn't bailed on him and said, I'm going to go someplace else that's safer. No, it wasn't even a, wasn't even a thought. He didn't bail and say, hey, I don't want to be with this white guy because something else might happen to me. No. I was protected. We were one. I was safe in the middle of the anger. And I remember finally when the door was opened and people started walking out and I walked out with them. I remember the anger was still there. We are walking across to where there was the, actually at that point it was a bookstore on the left from that area. To the right was a, a student seating area, but right before that, in that area, there was a, a little plaque on the wall. Um, a little enclosed with glass where there would be, there was something in it, whether it was whose picture, whether it was some other alumni picture or whatever, some white guy's picture in there, I bet. As I'm walking along, all of a sudden, the guy who's beside me, who I don't know, I didn't really, I can't remember. It wasn't like we were good friends. All of a sudden, I realized, I think it was a pool cue that he had, and he just took the end of it, crashed it in the glass, broke the glass. He was just so angry. And he kept walking, and I kept walking. I got out of the building. I mean, I didn't run. I just was straight ahead, it wasn't far. I got out of the building. I don't know, well, I have no idea what I did next. But I do know that an experience like that changed my life. I'd come to college. I'd been this basically innocent guy from White Town. I came to college and I had a black roommate. And we endured something together. And then I could hang out. And then I could be safe, no matter what was going on. It's probably something that's colored my life, if I can make that little pun. Excuse me, please. But uh, that's, that's changed my life since. I know it has. And the reason it has is because we were one together. We had gotten to know each other. We didn't bail on each other. And that's the case. We need to get to know each other. 
people just need to get to know each other. Now, I didn't go to Finley. I didn't go there trying to have, trying to have a black roommate. I just wanted to have a roommate. That's how I got a cheaper rate on a dorm room than if I had a room in my house. But God put this together and changed my life. And throughout my life, and, and even now, I just want to help people. I just want to get to know people. I just want to share the love of Jesus with people. We're all people. We're supposed to be one. And we're supposed to protect each other. So let's do it, people. Okay? Let's do it.